I call running mental health. Okay. Mental health. It doesn't matter what age you are, what stage you are, if you're overweight, or, it doesn't matter. The satisfaction, people could throw away half their pills just by going for a run, 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 going for a run. Kia ora everyone and welcome to the Kiwi Running Show brought to you by TempoFit and massive happy new year to everyone, 2017, hope you've managed to fit in a bunch of runs to start off the year on the right foot and if you're injured you'll get better, don't worry, do some aqua jogging, do some swimming, do those exercises your physio gave you, you'll be back running before the summer is over. Alright, today is the final of our Barry McGee story and we talk about coaching and coaching is a big part of, of who we are as runners, you know, um, you can go off and do your do your own thing with with your training and that's all very well, but often it takes the outside influence to really get the best out of you. And I think coaching is also a great way to give back into the sport. Often running is, uh, you know, it's obviously a solo sport, uh, but running, uh, coaching is a way that it becomes more of a team sport, more of a social thing, and is a great way to give back, particularly if you're injured or, or aging um, or a bit of both. Uh, but Barry McGee is one of those um, stalwarts in, in the coaching scene in New Zealand. He's been coaching for obviously years and years, decades, um, and a lot of people listening to the show will know of his uh, of the importance of his coaching in their own lives and in our running community. So well done, Barry, for, uh, for all the coaching you've done and you continue to do, and I'm sure you've got years and years more to come um, inspiring people and uh, you really, in, in this story, you'll get an insight into his heart for the runners that he, he coaches. He doesn't treat them just like athletes. He really does treat them like, like human beings and sees the person behind the runner. So over to our final installment of our Barry McGee series. Enjoy. Now here we are for our final episode with, with Barry McGee, who's been very gracious allowing us to invade his living room for the, mm -hmm. the best part of the afternoon. Um, and today we're going to talk about, about your coaching. Um, you've spent the morning and the better part of the day uh, already coaching, um, and you've just said to us you've got sort of more, more people on your, your books even now that you can kind of count. Um, so when did, when did the coaching start for you, and, um, and how did you approach that? Because obviously you had the master coach as a, as a mentor um, to pick up from. Yeah, it really started probably in the, after about 1962, yeah. um, just with the local runners, and went on about 1964, and when I, then I retired from international running, I started um, taking an interest in helping other runners. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, it sort of came naturally in a way, um, because they just wanted to run with people like me, and mm -hmm. they wanted to learn from people like me, and they wanted to follow in our footsteps, and whatever we did, they wanted to do also. Yeah. And so, so the, their question was, you know, will you help me, will you coach me? And so cool. um, by 1968, I had my first champion. So four wow. years of coaching, coaching this man called Evan McGuire, Yep. Um, Evan you know, ran the fourth fastest um, six mile or 10,000 meters in history. Yeah. Wow. In history. Yeah. And that was about three years of coaching Evan Maguire. And so was he yeah. fast? Did he end up 
faster than you over 10k yes so that's all that's the mark of a great coach within four years of coaching yeah. you, you've coached someone to be faster yeah. than than yeah. you ever were yeah that's well, Lydia, as Lydia put it, so if you've got if you've got the right speed and the natural talent, mm. um, and then you've got the coach mm. and the right training, then you've got your sort of your Olympic champion. Mm. Um, so it's a combination of two things. Now, people like um, Nick Willis, I sort of they, they are born champions. Mm. <laughs> Most yep. of Lydia's guys were made champions mm. by that hundred miles a week, etc. So, you know, for three years that um, Maguire would have done those 100 mile a week stuff. But he had natural speed as well. Yeah. Um, it was unfortunate, you know, he did an Achilles tendon. So he never really fulfilled his potential, really, mm. at what he could have done. Because, I mean, these are circumstances of life in, in what you call the luck, the yeah. luck pot. Yeah. Um, mm. Some are lucky and some are unlucky. Some are injured all the time and others never have injuries yeah. to do with their foot plants or or their cadence or something we don't know why but um so 64 and it's never stopped it never stopped yeah but you know i i just stuck to lydia training principles yeah and and I, I got dozens of new zealand championships and record holders and all sorts of stuff and um, it's all because it's the lydia way yeah. And it's not it's not the Barry McGee way of coaching. Yeah. <laughs> it is the Lydiard way, and that's a formula for success. And we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. yeah. Lydiard has left it left everything with us. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll push you on that. Is there is there any differences? If I if I was following a Barry McGee program, um, you know, and and conversely, an Arthur Lydiard program back in the sixties, there must be some some differences. At your age, there'll be some slight differences. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'll pretend I'm 20 years be, younger yeah, and, and, and a little yeah. bit trimmer. All of, all of these programs were planned for guys who were probably between 17 and 25, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. So I've had to adapt certain things. Yeah, I don't have a 35 or 40 year old doing all the hill springing that we did. Yeah, sure. I haven't done. I'd, I'd be glad to not do lift. that because I'm. Yeah. yeah, they they pop arc, they pop yeah, yeah. muscles right, left, and centre because you know they, they haven't they missed all those years of young and conditioning and, and yeah. all the work they should be doing. Yeah. So now there are little adaptions. The little adaptions I adapt for age and speed and size and everything else. Mm. And um, be, you know, I've been a professional coach for the last. 17 years now yeah and um but i adapt it for what they are so they're truly individual um but the good news is they all work you know from everyone from 800 meters up to 100k mm -hmm. and uh, ultra runners and i um so i've said um i have an ultra runner who, who's set three world records uh for his age group and um and the lydiard training is just so successful um, all I have to do is virtually give it to them, and um, and the results just keep flowing. We had Evan Maguire and um, Kevin Ryan for ten years. I coached Kevin yeah. Ryan. Yeah, he won New Zealand marathon, New Zealand ten k, New Zealand um, cross country, represented New Zealand Commonwealth Games. Was fourth in a World Cup marathon. Was fourth yep. in a Commonwealth Games marathon. Was some of the greatest runners in the world running in it. Yeah, and. Um, and then and Kerry Rogers still holds the New Zealand three thousand meter record, yep. seven forty five. Wow. 
Yeah. He still holds it from 1990. Yep. Mm-hmm. If, if anyone <laughs> wants to watch a great race on YouTube, find yeah. the 1990 Commonwealth Games 5K. Yeah. I can't remember where he finished, but he fourth. had a, yeah, he had a he heck just of got, a race. He just got pipped for fourth yeah. place. Yeah. And the winner thanked him mm. for, for his own his gold medal yep. because yep. Kerry took him up yep. to put him within fighting distance uh, for that finish yep. where he passed the leading guy. Yep. The winner did. It was an incredible race. Yeah, yeah. You had butterflies for the next 30 minutes after watching that race. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it was awesome. It's a great race. Mm. But Mm. so, and so it it goes on. Um, And here we are, 2016 now. New Zealand cross country champs this year. Barry's runners, M20, first, second, and fourth. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Senior men, first. Yeah. Yeah. So John and, then, and, Jackson, two, yeah. and two goals in the Masters. Yeah. Two goals wow, for the Barry's awesome. runners. That's Lydiard training. Yeah. Who are people who are following Lydiard programs and Lydiard schedules doing mm. the work. Mm. And yeah. um yeah. The guy yeah. who was who won the New Zealand cross country second in the New Zealand marathon this year. Yeah. And um and so it's it's yeah, yeah so and, um, and you've got a real mix there. So you, you talk about John O, so John O he works John, quite a demanding job full time, oh, John O'Jackson. He's an academic. Yeah. Yep, he yep. works 60 hours a week. Yep. Yeah. He trains twice a day. Yeah. And uh, at the moment, it's 60 hours a week. Um, he trains sometimes only 40 or 45. Yeah. But um, yeah, he trains twice a day. And he's called Mr. Versatile. Yes. Because mm-hmm. he's won medals at you know 5K and 10K and marathon and yep. half marathons. And, in New Zealand in recent years, he's at 25 now. So really, he's just should be just starting to peak now. Yeah, about yeah, 25. Because if you look at the world, the records of quacks and Dixons, that really from 25 they're starting to fly. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but so it just goes on. One year at the New Zealand Secondary School, well, last year New Zealand Secondary School champs, they got seven medals, yeah, four mm. goals. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's 1,200 kids. You know, mm-hmm. from sixty or seventy schools in New Zealand, and um, uh, you know, New Zealand secondary school road races one year. I had um, three of the six goals. Wow! And New Zealand cross country one year had three of the six goals. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's all the results of Lydiard training. That those who do the work get the results. Yeah. And um, and I'm just so I'm just sort of the. What am I, the teacher or something of the Lydiard way? Yeah, and that with it, but. I coach in seven, no, nine countries around the world, mm-hmm. and often these are guys. I got one guy who lives in India. His goal in life is to break five hours for a marathon. Right? Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he's now down from ninety-eight to eighty-five kilograms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll help. And uh, but I've got them who are every level. Yeah, and um, but the thing is, the satisfaction is exactly the same mm. in what they do achieve at any age. Mm. Or any distance, and uh, two runners to the Chicago Marathon this year. Yep, they were over the moon from the it, you know, just running it. Had two guys who were doing their first ever marathon in the New York Marathon. Mm-hmm. Both achieved it, you know, and um, but you'd have thought they were the Olympic champions. Yeah, Such yeah. was the joy and the and the satisfaction they get from doing it. Yeah, they were, you know, they'd come down to earth for, for a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. Um, yeah, so, but that's all about. I just help them whatever level they are mm-hmm. in in all the fields and them. Yeah, and it's just it's it's um. But all, it's because Arthur's left us all the training schedules. Mm. Yeah, and so I do about thirty hours a week coaching. Yeah, and I suppose about 
25, 20, 25 hours of that's on the computer. Yeah. Just, just telling them what to do as individuals. Mm. Um, but I never changed the principles. Mm. Um, but for ages and stages and distances, I do have to change a few things around to suit the person. Mm-hmm. Well, some yep. some people live in a flat city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've got no, hell they got no hills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so uh, you know, so we've got to perhaps get a treadmill out and and put it on 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 twenty degrees. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> twenty five <laughs> degrees. Yeah. they do a five k time trial up a hill. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's a but fun. We've got workout. to adapt. Or they go to the local hospital and they run up up ten yeah. flights of stairs yeah, ten times. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we've got to adapt. You know what Arthur yeah. says that will transform the body yeah and what about the the more psychological factors from from arthur you, you mentioned uh that he was the you know the ultimate psychologist as well as being mm. understanding the body um have you sort of used any of that sort of psychological nous that you picked up from him with your athletes as well well probably one wouldn't know <laughs> yeah because what is the barriers just bury. <laughs> yeah, we've got all got our own personalities and characters. Yeah. And um but I mean what I did have one runner say um, this year, Barry, don't change. Yeah. <laughs> just stay the way you are. Yeah. And um Brilliant. because um I mean what I mean I, I, I used to get several people when Lydia was alive, they'd come to me because they thought the great Lydia was unapproachable. He yeah. was way up there somewhere. Yeah. So I didn't like to ask him. But they yeah. would come to me and ask me if I would coach them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to the Olympic medalist, because, not uh, the man who got him the that, medal. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because yeah. they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just me. But they, they just, um, well, I'm probably as much a life coach as I am a running coach in yeah. a sense. Because, I've, you know, if runners falling apart with a divorce or something, as the running keeps their sanity, and mm. yeah. and, and I, I help them with the every facet of their life I think and um, spiritually you know physically mentally and socially yeah and yeah. I helped it I very often you know I helped to put them together again yeah and because um, you know you get broken people in this world mm. people suffering from depression who might be a good runner there's all sorts of yeah things and um so um it's like one of my girl runners a couple of years ago she said to another girl she said you do everything Barry tells you because Barry will help you and Barry will teach you because Barry loves us all. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was a real compliment. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. Barry that's loves excellent. his runners and yeah. cares for them. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, I'll be sitting there at 10 o'clock at night sometimes <laughs> typing a letter to Haiti. Yeah. Of a marathon runner that I coach in Haiti. Wow. wow. You know, and then the next morning, the first email might be to Christchurch. Yeah. Second yeah. one might be to Australia. Third yeah. one might be to Scotland. And uh, yeah, and oh, yeah. so um, it's very satisfying. Um, don't become a full-time coach if you want to get rich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <'Cause> even <laughs> even with I them paying fees, you yeah. know, to, for me to coach them, mm. you know, even if I had a hundred people, um, that would still be earning less than someone would get paid in a regular job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, it's not going to pay an Auckland mortgage these days. <laughs> yeah. no, that's right. Yeah. You couldn't afford yeah. to live in Auckland. It's yeah. just like the uh, we started off in Auckland. So. Yeah. Well, and Auckland's. I I always tell um, <coughs> athletes that I'm working with, we're so lucky. We live in what I think is a great running city. Yeah. 
bit of a traffic issue getting yes, around but that's right you know you've been on basically a lifelong Aucklander what mm. what, what are your favorite places to to meet and train with your athletes I know you do a lot at um One Tree Hill yeah One Tree Hill in the winter time we try and concentrate more on One Tree Hill mm-hmm. um but any local golf course if, yep. if, if they can get on there yeah um without getting I in too much as trouble. much grass as possible all yep. the year the yep. more you train on grass the more you'll survive Mm-hmm. and the less injuries you'll get, yeah. and you recover in half the time. Um, the Auckland Domain is wonderful. You can yeah. do everything on there as well. Um, but we've got lots of lots of parks in Auckland. We're very lucky, and we've got the ups and downs. We've got the hills, we've got the flat, we've got everything, mm-hmm. plus a temperate climate. Yeah, There's no such thing as an Aucklander who can't train twice a day, 365 days of the year if they want to. Yeah. yeah. Now, a lot of cities in New Zealand, you, you can't, they can't do that. Yeah. The, They've both got the earthquakes, they've got snow, or yep. they've got stuff. So, um, no, Auckland, is, uh, I think, is very blessed, you know, with that. Absolutely. It, yeah. It's yeah. great for athletes to come yeah. uh, and train in Auckland. Um, it, it is just, it, it helps athletes. Mm. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we've got some some athletes running with with us at Tempo Fit who have arrived from northern China, and it's the, you know it's the opposite. It's forty degrees in summer and yeah. negative ten in winter. Yeah, or yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why the Koreans. Um, I had the privilege of helping Korea in nineteen eighty three. Yes, they yeah. had the Olympics in Seoul in eighty eight. Yeah, and in nineteen eighty three. So you went over there. Yeah, Lydia yeah. got me to go there for a month. Yeah, and wow. teach them Lydian ways and work with the coaches of, of Korea. Yeah. And um, in the 90s, um, they won the Olympic marathon. Yep. Lee and Bong they got Ju. a silver in got the Olympic silver. marathon. Yep. Amazing. And they credited all the success to Barry McGee, mm. <laughs> not, not to Lydia. <laughs> yeah. They, they even flew my wife and I over there to say thank you. Yeah. In uh, the year oh, after wow. the Olympics. Yeah. You know, now, in the 90s, when, mm. because of the, the success of training the Lydian way yeah. and I'd taken the training to Korea I gave it to South Korea yeah. and I gave them Lydian's books and that to copy from and use the schedules for yeah. and um, I said I said to the I looked at the schedules 20 years later after these guys did so so well but mm. Kiwis better not follow this bit of advice but <laughs> I, I, I looked at all the training schedules that they had done and they were doing Lydian stuff but they'd done it double. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he had down 10K time trial, they did two 10K time trials, one after the other. <laughs> Ooh, if they okay. had 5K time trial, they did three 5K time trials. You're kidding. Yeah. 1,500 time trial, they did three or four 1,500 time trials. All in the one go. All in the one go, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah. the thing was, the principles were there, yeah, and they were just a lot more of it. They thought it was too easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. too easy. Well, professional athletes probably getting massages and taking yeah. naps. We'll and... have an hour of sleep every yeah. every yeah. afternoon after lunch. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, have you had um, as a coach the opportunity to to coach anyone at that professional level and really push the the Lydiard envelope? I remember reading one of his books where he described at the very beginning of a chapter. How he had seen someone out for say a ten miler in the morning and then in the afternoon have have them on the track for some repetitions and rinse and repeat and do it day after day and that's what you'd do with with the uh, average fit man who didn't have to work 
Um, and then he went on to mm. say, but everyone works, so mm. this is my training. Mm. Have you, you know, have you ever upped it beyond the 100 miles a week and, and, and pushed the envelope like that? Well, 100 miles a week um, for a top athlete is where he begins at. Yeah. He probably does 200k a week. Yeah. It's about 130 miles because he's running twice a day. Mm. And he fits that in with, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning. He'll be doing 45 minutes or something. And then he does the schedule at night. Yeah. So um, now a lot of the top people, um, they were doing, you know, Kerry Rogers, Kevin Ryan's, um, Sam Reeford's the best marathon man in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time he's injured or broken down. Yeah. Um, something to do with his cadence or, or something, his foot plan, because he struggles to find a right shoe to run in, and um, and the result is you know disaster physically for him. Mm. But he's light years above it. Yeah, he should have been at Rio. Yeah, yeah he's good absolutely. enough. To, to, yeah, yeah he, he's really a two ten marathon runner. Yeah, and he, he would just be, can't re- get in the training because he keeps getting hurt. Yeah, but when he, when, when he is doing one hundred and fifty to two hundred k, he can kill everyone in New Zealand. Mm. Yeah. And um, you know, he won the Auckland Marathon a couple of years ago by six minutes. Yeah, yeah. that's and right. Now he did yeah. two sixteen in the Christchurch Marathon. He did two seventeen in the Invercargill Marathon. Two eighteen in the Auckland Marathon. Yeah. Um, just, just in a few months that he, he did hold together, mm-hmm. um, but um, <clears throat> no, over, I've never had a champion overseas mm. apart from a masters champion. You know, yeah, coach goals to gold and silvers and bronzes in, in masters for the national championships like cross country and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it was. I've never had sort of a you know a great great athlete or something from overseas, but. Um, but those, not, you know, the, the John O'Jacksons. Few more years. <laughs> well, you never, you never yeah. know. Mm. Who knows? Um, yeah. Who knows? There's, there's no limits to what you can do. Mm. Um, it's, you know, it's a mental, it's a mental attitude to be the best you can be. Um, the desire has got to come from the runner. It's not the coach. Yeah. And they got to have a head and heart attitude that says, "I want to do this." And every champion I've ever coached has just sat in front of me or, or told me, just tell me what to do. <laughs> mm. Tell me, yeah, they do the world. I mean, yeah. John O. last Sunday, you know, he did a park run record on Saturday and uh, took about 30 seconds off the park run wow. record for Cornwall Park. <laughs> Sunday, he went out to run 50K. I said, I stopped at 47 because I was feeling tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, you wimp. <laughs> but, but um, you know, they, they do the work. And even with he working his 60 hours a week, he's doing 12-hour days at the moment yeah. you know, because of pressure from work. He's a, he's a work leader. He's yeah. an engineer. Um, he's an academic. Um, he's a very smart, bright man. But the training, you know, if you do the training, the results follow. Mm. There's no such thing really as um, getting nothing in a reward. Yeah. yeah. It's all up to the runner. He does the work. He gets the results. And the satisfaction and the fun and the joy um, comes from doing it all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, perfect. Now, what, where do you kind of looking at the the current state of New Zealand running? What what's your thoughts on where we're at? I mean, we've got a, a few a few shining stars with the Robertson brothers, mm. and uh, obviously Nick Willis, and then um, a bunch of the ladies as well who are, who are running really well. Um, mm. what, what's your thoughts on the current state of affairs in, in New Zealand running? Yeah. We've got to remember the Robertsons are overseas runners. Yeah. They've lived you know, seven or eight years now in yep. Kenya and Ethiopia. So they've done the, 
they've just done 200k a week yeah. <laughs> for about seven years and now they're, they're world class yeah and um nick willis does tremendous training of course and uh, but he's got this great natural ability yeah. i mean at 18 he would have been 20 seconds faster than snell was at 18 for a mile yeah. and he was a chubby little guy too <laughs> he, he he yeah, yeah. people um <coughs> do need to know how talented oh, you've said it a couple of times but he is a a really he, he, he top-notch talent. He oh, wasn't he training every much kid in New as, Zealand at yeah, 14. Yeah, and he know. was not training much yeah. as a young kid, mm. almost running a sub-four-minute mile on, yes. on really yeah. pretty Four one mile training. at 18. Yeah. That's right, as compared yeah. to Snell, it would have been 421 at 18. Yeah. yeah. Snell was number three runner at Mount Albert Grammar mm. you know, when he was there at really? eight, eight, 800 metres yeah. Yeah. at 880. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, now generally speaking, it is... It is just about pathetic, the standard of New Zealand distance running in New Zealand at the moment. Yeah, yeah. so domestically. And yeah. I personally, I feel that they do not do the work. Yeah. yeah. They do not have a work training ethic. And it's probably got to blame the coaches. Yeah. Because as Lydia said, it's always the coach. So I don't think they have the work ethic. You know, in 1964, Snell did 10 weeks of 160K to run 800s and 1500s. Mm. I don't. I doubt if any other middle distance runner in New Zealand does that today. Mm. Yeah. I remember, you know, in about 63, Snell came out training with me in two following two Saturdays. He ran 50k with Barry on a Saturday morning at 6:30 in the morning. Such was his goal to succeed. Yeah. 50k. Have we got other runners running 50k? Yeah. <laughs> I have often embarrassed runners who just got a medal in the New Zealand eight or fifteen hundred meters, and I asked them what their best marathon time was, and they just turned pale. Yeah, <laughs> say I've never run a marathon. Yeah, I said, well that's funny. Snell ran two forty one in the Arica marathon. Mm. Yeah. You know, just um, before he won his two Olympic golds or anything yeah. like that, he yeah. did the work. I said, you know, and ten weeks for hundred. They've never done ten weeks for hundred and sixty k in two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, they're not so. Where's the work ethic? Mm. Speed's natural and stamina's made. Mm. But because we let, <clears throat> I mean, 15, 16 years ago, Lydia wrote to Athletics New Zealand and suggested that Barry McGee do a lecture in every main city in New Zealand about Lydia training. He, he said about my training, which is his training, yep. and, and re sow all the seeds of Lydia yep. training throughout New Zealand. Mm. And Lydia said he never even got a reply to mm. his letter. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think we've moved away from that. We've moved away from the principles of being the best conditioned, the best prepared runners in the world or in the country mm. or yeah. even in your city. And then um, guys have left that are not doing it today. Yeah. And um, I mean, yeah. I, I better not say too much. Well, Athletics New Zealand just talks to me and says hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, asks, and it is important <laughs> to um, keep keep that good relationship with the likes of Athletics New Zealand. Yeah. It must have, you must have seen some very frustrating things over the years, but yeah. you, you can't achieve any um, positive impact mm. if you're on the outer. Mm. So, you know, it, it, it no. is, you've got to keep no. that relationship. Well, Lydia wasn't a good PR man. 
<laughs> in fact, they hated him. Yes, Our yeah, yeah. New Zealand hated Lydia. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, that that was a big problem. And yeah. of course, they didn't make him a life member for about forty years. Oh no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's famous in the world in nineteen sixty. About nineteen ninety six, he gets a life membership. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because of John Davies being chairman. Yeah, <laughs> that was the only reason. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, they have lifted New Zealand in all other areas, the yeah. shot puts and the pole vaults yes. and all these other areas. Well, it's fantastic. Generally speaking, you know, the sprinters and all that, they've all been lifted. Mm. Um, but our, our distance running nice. yeah. is fairly in decline. Mm. And why is yeah. Snell's record still there? I know. We've talked about this on why, the show. On we, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will like the day that record it, it finally goes. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll probably host a party or so. I'll just uh, yeah, yeah. it needs to go. It's well overdue. Yeah, you know, know and it, it Bailey's two shame. New Zealand records are still there. Is that 20, the twenty five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no yeah. one attempts them because yeah. no one can do it. <laughs> no, yeah, none of our domestic runners can do. Well, that. what we did that day, and we went through the ten k in twenty nine forty eight. Yeah, uh, halfway. Yeah. Mm. Then Bailey did twenty nine twenty eight for the next ten. Wow. Wow. And I did about thirty one twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. And this is on the track, wasn't it? On the track. Yeah. Is a track a very old track though. Yeah. Very old. The old yeah. Cinder. Not yeah. as good as these yeah. Um, yeah. modern ones, but it was still it was yeah. still a, a reasonable track mm. for running distance on. Yeah. But you know, goodness, twenty nine forty eight or something. You can win a New Zealand title mm. sometimes these days. Oh, yes. oh absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's about what they run. Yeah. For New yeah. Zealand. Well, we did it twice. Yeah. 29.48 for the first 10, and mm-hmm. Bill is 29.28 for the second 10 yeah. Yeah. that day. So, um, mm. now, it was a, um, sorry to interrupt, but um, uh, just a question. If you if you were to put yourself, say, as a 17-year-old now mm. um, and, you know, performing really well at, at high school, let's say, do you think you would opt for an overseas college um if if you know running's your main hmm. your main goal um take up the scholarship in the states or stay home and um and and, and yeah. work your backside off and, yeah and and running the wire to a and, loop and, and you've yeah, had something to do with this decision lately because you're yeah. your national junior cross-country champion well i've lost Cameron. nine runners to yeah. the states yeah in the last yeah. 10 years yeah nine of my runners have got scholarships yeah um I would never recommend to anyone that they, if they want their athletics to be better, yeah. they're better to stay at home. Okay. Um, but for the qualification they get, you've got to remember they get about a $55,000 package mm. yeah. for an education over three Very or four tempting. years, yeah. Yeah. and plus a credible life experience. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, but probably 90% would fail after they finish that university yeah. degree yep. and their track and field over there mm. yeah. because it's impossible for them to be doing really the proper linear training yes. in a 12 months yep. university year mm. where they have a season for indoor and a season mm. for cross country and a season for track and a season yep. for road. And you're racing three yeah. times a week or whatever. Yeah, some, yeah sometimes three times yeah. a week and twice a week is common. Yeah. And um, mm. you're competing in tough training sessions yep. which put you into anaerobic uh, mm. You put you into oxygen debt just to, just to qualify for your team, yep. for, for your yeah. runners, university I, track meet. I remember I found it frustrating. Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier we went and saw um, Arthur Lydia's last ever lecture in yeah. Houston um, yes. when I was an athlete on the team. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was really uh, it was tragic that he passed away that day, but all the same, you know, inspiration. And we, we all, the yeah. whole team 
the guys team anyway went and we left on a high and we were just so keen to get stuck into the training and then it then our, we just went back to the same old grind of yeah. you know lots of speed work racing each other in training yes. and yeah. uh yeah, you know, I, I trained harder than half me. the runners are yeah. broken down half the yeah. time in the US. Yeah, um, yeah. and there's very few Kimberly Smiths and Nick Willis's yeah. that actually do survive. Mm. Most most of them, I mean, yeah. we never hear of again. Yeah, they come here, they're, they're burnt out. Yeah, or they, it's a terrible loss for New Zealand that way. Mm. Yeah, and um, yeah, but but they have got these other advantages in life, and and plus a great experience. Mm. And some of them love the time over there. Yeah. So we can't stop them. The coach can't stop them. Yeah. But I, I've never recommended to any athlete of mine to take a scholarship. Yeah. Lydia had always said, no, you're far better to stay here, do the training, and um, you'll be a far better athlete in the future. Because yeah. remember, Lydia training is not a short-term thing. He yeah. would never promise success under three years training and for some up to 10 years. Wow. So... A university coach doesn't have that 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 no. what do you call it luxury no. of, of, got to perform of that cruising season. you through mm. those early years. He's got to have performances next week. Yeah, his job's on the line. Absolutely. Mm. So he's got to have results. So he, it's clash, 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 speed, speed, speed at um, yeah training sessions. Then they break down, and then and so so the story goes. But yeah, uh, no, I, I would prefer athletes really to stay home. Yep. And and do the proper linear training with two seasons in the year, yeah, and and rather not four, yeah, cool. Now, if if there's a, a maybe a, a wealthy businessman or a businesswoman out there who who said I'd like to put together a, a New Zealand running program, um, and I've got a million dollars to do it, um, what do you think that would that could look like from from your point of view? Say to put a team together. Um, and of of young athletes, sort of seventeen to mm. early twenties. If, if 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 I signed you up, let's pretend I am that wealthy business owner. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll sign you up to a contract, and your contracted outcomes are to get um, uh, some Olympic uh, distance medals um, within the next three Olympic cycles. Mm-hmm. How would you go about that? Well, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing to change. You'd yeah. go back to 1951 and do it all over and, again. And do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. You wouldn't bring them together like a training, um, like camps and all of the modern stuff, go to well, altitude. They, they would be training with all the main principles. Yeah. I see at every track meet, I see 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds all warming up. They're all doing exercise drills. They're doing speed drills. They're doing all these sort of things. Um, they can't run half as fast as, as just real runners can. Yeah. But boy, can they do a lot more in everything that doesn't count. Yeah. So they're wasting they half their time good skip, doing, yeah. doing all these sorts of, even on race day, yeah. when you don't need to do anything on race day but warm up. Yeah. That's all you've got to do on race day. Mm. And I saw them today at Mount Smart. You know, they're spending five to ten minutes. They look in the really fancy, though, right? Oh, they look—they <laughs> look, you know, oh, incredible. Yeah, probably scare the daylights out of the opposition. Mm. But um, you know, of of how how good they are. Um, but I mean, you know, we never we did did anything. All yep. we did was run. Yeah. yeah. Nobody went to the gym. Nobody did stretches and exercise. Or Pucker did stretches and exercises. Uh, we hardly did anything because we're all too busy. Yeah. You know, I was working forty to fifty hours a week, had a wife and children, 
yeah. and, and training 100 miles a week. You, know? yeah. you don't have time for so, all the other stuff. So you just run. So as a coach, like, I've, I've been lucky, you know, I've seen little snippets of you running. You had a magnificent technique, like really light on your feet and just flowed across the ground. How do you, you know, you're not a fan, obviously, of all these fancy drills that are so common nowadays. Yeah. How do you teach really good technique with your runners? I don't. You don't? <laughs> no. Just leave them to it? Running running, is the most natural thing in the world. Yeah. And and we, we've got to be careful we don't, it's a simple thing that mm. we don't we don't get complicated in training. It's a very simple thing, you know. And um, I asked Lydia once, you know, when I was about eighteen, mm. I said, yeah, I was doing a hundred miles a week, build up, etc., etc. I was trying to do and um, do all the stuff. And I said, would you watch me run, Arthur? Would you would you change anything about my style or technique or anything? Yeah. See, I did end up. He called me the ballet dancer of the road. Yes. Mm. He said, yeah. McGee just floats and and he's effortless. And mm. that, that's natural, really. That was natural thing. Mm. But he looked at me for a couple of minutes and I was running along in front there. And um, when I got back to him, he said, he just grunted and said, huh, there's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with you that eight weeks or 100 miles won't, won't fix. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's well, nothing about style. I never saw him give anyone a cadence or a style lesson in their life. Yeah. Um, I got one runner. He'd been, he'd been told when he was 20, that unless you run on your toes, you'll never be fast. Mm. He'd broken down for five years. Yeah. You, how, how do you do 100 miles a week on your toes? Mm. <laughs> you yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But you're a natural toe, heel, or flat foot runner, yeah. or flat you know, foot runner, or toe runner. Nick Willis is a toe runner. Yeah. Yes. And I said to Nick, I had three days with him in Ohio three years ago, mm. and I said to him, um, you know, boy, are yeah, you why a toe runner? Touch, wow. touch the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. He could run 50 seconds for 400 in training. Mm. Yeah. You know, just like that. Effortless. <laughs> yeah. Because he's got the speed. You know, you see him in the zoom, you know, in the last time. Yeah, yeah. In the Olympics and everything like that. that. Zoom. Yeah. He said, yes, but there's a cost barrier. I said, what's that? Well, he said, I've had three operations in the last 10 years yeah. because I'm a toe runner. Yeah. You know, hips and knees and stuff. They, they you know, help to kill the legs. But yeah. mm. you are naturally, but, but, um, but we, but we are natural. What we are natural, and mm. um, yeah, and the emphasis really on on everything that he had said will come from training. Yeah, and not from not. Okay, if you got all the time in the world, you go to the gym as yeah. an extra. Yeah, yeah. If so you're doing hundred miles a week, and you still don't know what to do with yourself in life, you would <laughs> go to the gym two or three times a week and. And do a few half squats and a few um, yep. curls and things like that. That would if be good. If you're not good. stacking the grocery shelves, you may yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. but the possibility is it makes no difference at all in in your performance mm. as long as you've done the training. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh. so that's that's the essential thing that people get enough rest. And today they've got to have the vitamins, the minerals. They've got to have. We don't get out of our food what we need. Fifty percent mm. of the females I train are, are iron deficient, mm. or they're B twelve deficient, or they're glucose deficient. Um, just because they're females and uh, yeah, blood and iron, and uh, think, and the guys, you know, they. Um, I mean, people like John Walker used to get a B twelve injection every month. Yeah, they, they they got topped up. Doctor Drake used to whop it into them. Yeah, and uh, for ten days they could beat the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that they were there was always stuff that went in. Plus, I believe we were the last generation that had 
lots and lots of good food naturally mm. out of our own gardens because in my era and Halberg's era, our fathers grew 50% of everything we ate for a wow. whole year. Yeah. The silver beet and the carrots and the lettuce and the cabbage, everything was growing. Yep. Today, you could get oranges with no vitamin C in them <laughs> because they've been ripened a warehouse, yep. no sun. Yep. Yeah. You've got all these fancy-looking foods and, and the vitamins and the minerals are not there. Mm. Lydia had a cupboard that looked like a chemist shop <laughs> of vitamins and minerals. Mm. And um, in Run to the Top, he said in his book, I don't believe athletes need to take additional nutritional supplements. Mm. Book 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. <laughs> I don't believe athletes can race and run without taking nutritional supplements. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah so, it, but everything changed. See? Yeah, nutrition the changed. The 50s and the yeah. 60s, we, we had tremendous meals and food. Mm -hmm. You know, everything. My dad had, had a... He had a garden, you know, as big as this house. <laughs> yeah. And every every house in the street had a garden. Yeah. But today they can have a, you know, in 2000, the year 2000, they brought out a um, survey. Mm. All, all, all vegetables were down 20% in vitamins. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, all fruit and vegetables were all down 20% in vitamins and minerals. Yeah. So and and some of them, they'd found um had no vitamins at all. Yeah. Because the farmer couldn't afford to put all the stuff into the ground. Yeah. My dad put in a bag, a whole sack of blood and bone. Yeah. A whole sack of egg lime. Yeah. A whole sack of superphosphate. Mm. Often mm -hmm. supermarkets today have got them pinned down. They give them you know, twenty cents for every lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> that they sell for two dollars. Yeah, and um, <laughs> the farmer can't afford to put All that, a million yeah. dollars worth of fertilizer. Yeah. So, so there's so many there's so many little things. I advise them on nutrition. I advise them on all those all the stuff that's going to help them to be a healthy human and a f athlete fit for doing the training. Yeah. Does awesome. that make sense? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Because we're body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. And if you're if you're deficient in iron. Um, well, the girls cry often. <laughs> they get so sad. Yeah. And that, that's just their own. And if they're down on B vitamins, they've got no energy. Yeah. And, um, and um, unfortunately, but that, that's the other side. That they're far better you know, nutrition plus exercise plus rest plus sleep. Mm. You've got this package. And that, that's what makes, you know, at least fulfills the potential of any, any particular athlete. Yep. Cool. Brilliant. Right. Well, you've got enough there to write a book. Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. Thank you very much <laughs> for your time over the yeah. over the past couple of hours. And so for those listening, yeah. we've split this into three episodes and we really hope you've enjoyed um, your time listening with, with us and Barry McGee, a, a living legend. So Barry, once again, thank you very, very much for your time. Any kind of parting thoughts for the listeners? Be happy. Get out there, have a run. I call running mental health. Okay. Mental health. It doesn't matter what age you are, what stage you are, if you're overweight, or, it doesn't matter. Um, the satisfaction, people could throw away half their pills just by going for a run. Yeah. And I had a doctor tell me once, he said, I have no 
no vitamin, I've known nothing that I could prescribe or medication to any patient I have that's as good as him going out or her going out for a 30-minute run every day. Yeah. <laughs> I have, there's nothing I could prescribe for them that would be better than that. Yeah. And yeah. it's natural. See, and, and that's, that's the way, that was a doctor who was a running doctor mm. and um, who knew all the academic stuff of being healthy and fit. Mm. And that was his statement. Yeah. That, that running will, will absolutely give you everything that you need in life. And um, it's so simple. You can do it from your door to your door. Yeah. You don't have to have water. You don't have to get on a bike and risk your life every time you hit, yeah. <laughs> hit a road. Exactly. Um, you can just go around the block or do anything you like. And um, it, it is, I call it, mental health. Mental, yeah. physically and, and mentally and psychologically. It is so good for humans. And, uh, mm. and it's just about free to do too. Yeah. 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 So on that note, we'll wrap it up Brilliant. and yeah. head out for a run ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> now people can get hold of you upandrunning.co.nz. No, my that? website is yeah, yeah. www.upandrunning.co.nz. Yeah, that's Brilliant. my website. And, um, awesome. That's, um, that's it. And people that want Lydia-type training, and yeah. um, we, we have some fees. That yep. associate with that, but um, as I, and that's, I help people in nine countries around the world, yeah, yeah. plus about I don't know thirty plus, I suppose, around New Zealand, mm. and um, and the results, you know, the results are just um, awesome from doing yep. it all the Lydiard way. Yeah, awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to check that out. There's not many places you can go and get a, an Olympic medalist to, to coach you to your, your next half marathon or marathon <laughs> or whatever it might be. Yeah. So thanks again, Barry. And yeah. um, yes, let's... Um, are we going to go for a run, Hamish? Or? I'm going to go home and go for a run. <laughs> yeah. I've got to check in with uh, with my partner, Kelly. I can feel my phone yeah. vibrating. Yeah. She's like, you said you'd be home at four o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there it is. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks again. Uh, you're welcome, Hayden and awesome. Hamish.